19% of people in Scotland were living in relative poverty last year. One in three GP appointments related to mental health. One in eight Scots take an antidepressant every day. And the number of deaths rose by 23% of drug related to over 850 last year. And in the same year, 34,000 homeless applications were made in Scotland. And over half of these were due to relationship breakdown. Heck, it's hard to hear these statistics and think of the millions of people that they represent and not be moved, with a tendency to become somewhat overwhelmed by these stories of brokenness. I have time and time again found myself feeling overcome when I look at the world around us and the city that we live in. We need not look far to see the bleak and hurting reality of countless situations and circumstances. They seem too big, too deep, too institutionalized. How can we possibly make a difference? I'm just one person. I don't have much money. I don't have the skills. These are the thoughts that infiltrate our minds. The thoughts that tell us to live in an element of ignorance. The thoughts that tell us to turn off the news because it's simply too sad. To tell us to look the other way and remain in our bubble of relative comfort. But no, the truth remains, friends, that ignorance is not bliss. In those moments, as regular as they are for me, I hear that small whisper, that gentle whisper and sometimes a loud shout that says, hey, you're not the hero of this story, but I've asked you to be part of the movement. We need only look to the story of when Jesus feeds the 5,000. The crowds gathered literally in their thousands. And the disciples turn around and they say, Jesus, we've only got five loaves of bread and two fish. And the reply that Jesus offers them, bring them to me. So what is in your hands? What are the raw materials, the seemingly insignificant and the not enough in our eyes become a miracle in the hands of Jesus? His reply to us is not a list of things that we don't have, but it's an invitation to bring whatever we do have to the one who's in the business of transformation and restoration. You see, I have this dream of a beautiful and broken collision where the injured, aching, imbalanced world is infused with the radical generosity of the one who fashioned the flowers from nothing and each of us from dust embodying equality and not disparity, generosity and not greed, justice. Justice is a concept, but I believe true justice is a posture and a choice. It's not some airy, fairy, whimsical concept. No, this is a choice that becomes a reality. In our postmodern, post-Christendom, post-everything world, people are looking at how we shop, how we eat, how we parent, how we love, what we spend our money, our time, how we use our dinner tables and our spare rooms. You see, the thing is we all get to play because as soon as we see and accept the lavish, undeserved love that God has poured out for each of us, we must choose to pick up the mantle and turn around and do the same for each and every person that we meet, whether that's in a coffee, a smile, a house, legislation changes, or seismic systemic shifts. What are we doing with the much that we have been given? You see, the thing is, for too long now, the church has been known for what it stands against, for what it opposes. But the thing is, King Jesus is on the throne, and he stands for equality, worth, belonging, joy, hope, and so should we. Justice, I believe, is an expression of worship. 
You see, we are called to be enlightened witnesses, people who through our kindness and tenderness and focused, attentive love return people to themselves and to the one who made them. I've got the total privilege of working for an organization called Social Bite, and each week I get to hang out with people who have become friends who are currently struggling with homelessness. And each week we sit and we chat and we laugh, and I encounter Jesus. They return me to myself and to the one who made me. You see, it's not an us and a them thing. It's not an us for them thing. It's a kinship thing. For the measure of our compassion lies not in the service of those on the margins, but in the willingness to see ourselves in kinship with them, where we end once and for all this us and them, the illusion that we're separate, just us together, united, belonging to each other. I believe that we all harness more power than we may ever realize. So the question I have for you today is what is in your hands? What are your loaves and your fish? Because I have this dream to see Edinburgh become a place of wholeness and equality because of the church's radical generosity. So let's get bothered. Let's allow ourselves to be broken and moved and allow our dreams and joys to become the vehicles of transformation in this city.